For many who may not know, my most lucrative business endeavor is Workouts.com, which is a global supplier of high-performance exercise equipment and sporting goods. It has been in operation since 2007. At some point, there were rumblings that Amazon's disruptive technology, along with the change in consumer behavior, started to adversely affect the business ecosystem. This resulted in closures of several high-profile businesses. Would Workouts.com be the next to bite the dust? No. In fact, Workouts.com got bigger because of it. Right now, I'm going to show you the nine strategies I implemented to survive the Amazon effect. Welcome to Leonard Innovation. My name is Justin Leonard. Thank you for tuning in. Before I reveal the nine drastic and proactive steps I used to counteract the Amazon effect, I want everyone to watch my free video training at leonardinnovation.com slash workshop. That's leonardinnovation.com slash workshop. I designed this for entrepreneurs who don't come from wealth, but have the potential to be great. The video workshop centers around the Leonard Entrepreneur Scale, which assesses varying levels of entrepreneurship based on knowledge and skill. Check it out and see where you rank. Then after you do the self-assessment, I'm going to show you what it takes to elevate your potential as a business owner. Okay, so let's discuss how I survived the Amazon effect. Initially, my business only listed excess inventory or discontinued items on Amazon. There was no need to list more products on the platform because their fees were high and somewhat complicated. As time progressed, let's just say Amazon kind of changed uh, several rules of operation and even the way they did business. This is when I started to rethink my overall business strategy on Amazon. Now, a prudent business owner should always have a plan for anything that could lead to extinction. So here are the precautionary steps I took to counteract the Amazon effect. Step one, I listened to Amazon shoppers. I listened to Amazon shoppers and really tried to hear what people were saying during casual conversations. For example, I had someone tell me they only buy products on Amazon if they have the Prime badge, which allows you to get expedited shipping and other perks. As an owner, my job is to assume 7 out of 10 people think similarly. So I made a strategic decision to make select items Prime eligible, and it worked. In order for sellers to get their products listed with the Prime Badge, they must either send their inventory to an Amazon warehouse or meet strict transit time guarantees uh, 
if they want to ship customer orders themselves. My business did a combination of both. Step two, I repurposed warehouse space. I used the extra space we had in my warehouse to open a local store. Previously, I operated exclusively online, but always had a warehouse, of course, for distribution and storage. At the time, the business was occupying a little over 8,000 square feet of warehouse space. I was able to convert half the space almost entirely into a retail store. I'm gonna tell you a secret. Amazon sellers generally can't compete with local business pricing. For those who operate on a local level, the absence of shipping costs allows them to sell cheaper. Prices on Amazon may seem reasonable, but many are overblown due to shipping costs, which are rolled into product costs to ultimately give the appearance of free shipping. Larger and heavier items can create huge windfalls for local businesses, whereby the cost to ship these items via freight carrier is substantial on Amazon. If you buy these items locally, it's usually gonna cost less. I was able to easily beat Amazon pricing on just about everything, especially larger items like rubber gym flooring, weight plates, squat racks, and a number of other products. Also, opening a local store was a great way to connect with the community and allow patrons to come in and physically interact with products seen online. An example for those who were looking for a weight set, they would enter my store having seen a Craigslist ad, not realizing we had other equipment. Having a store allowed them to buy most of the equipment from a single source. Step three, I included promotional inserts in any Amazon shipment. I included promotional inserts which was used to incentivize buying on our main website. Most of the time, it was a coupon or a thank you card with some type of offer to save more money on a future purchase. Unfortunately, this practice is no longer allowed according to Amazon's updated terms of service because it circumvents the Amazon sales process. Step four, I priced lower than Amazon on my company website. So on my main website, I deliberately priced lower than Amazon. If someone was searching for the lowest price of a given product, it would increase the likelihood that I beat out Amazon for the sale. Step five, I launched a wholesale operation. I launched a wholesale website which attracted the clientele most likely to be repeat buyers, business owners, and larger corporate clients such as hospitals, health clubs, and colleges. The site mostly sells bulk quantities at a discount and the minimum purchase is $200 and they must spend $200 for each future transaction and not solely the initial purchase. Step six, 
implemented Amazon Pay. With Amazon rapidly growing in popularity, I implemented Amazon Pay on my website. This service allows existing Amazon customers to pay with their account. The advantage is that it speeds up the checkout process and there is trust since the customer already has a relationship with Amazon. The payment acceptance mark was prominently featured throughout the site and also in other ads. The decision to include Amazon Pay was initially thought of as a potential risk because if you advertise Amazon on your company website, is that going to remind shoppers to go to Amazon? But this strategy was actually a win for me. Step seven, sponsored local events. I did a lot of business development at the local level. I partnered with my local city and became a go-to source for several community events. An advantage to operating a local business is it makes business development easier because your customers often work in capacities that may prove to be financially beneficial long-term. For example, if I learned that a customer worked for the fire department or police department, I would see if those organizations had a formal process like maybe a newsletter or some type of bulletin board where an announcement could be made that we offer discounts to first responders. Before you knew it, I was outfitting various gyms. This was a huge source of revenue because whenever an organization needs equipment, they are going to spend thousands. There is also residual growth stemming from business referrals. Step eight, created online purchase incentives. I created purchase incentives that shoppers were more likely to find beneficial. Not only did I price lower, but I also created other incentives such as opportunities for further discounts via instant coupons, access to a free workout generator, and free gifts with any purchase. I have given away things like gym bags, lanyards, jump ropes, resistance bands, and other gifts that people buying exercise equipment would find useful. Step nine, I added more products to Amazon. The final step I implemented was to add additional products to Amazon. Since my business was already a distributor of other brands, I was able to leverage those relationships and boost my product offering on Amazon, which invariably led to higher revenues. Once again, I'm Justin Leonard. These are the nine proactive steps I used to survive the Amazon effect. I never waited around to see what would happen. I didn't spend too much time worrying if my business was going to make it. I was proactive. I always had a plan to protect the business and I was highly successful in executing that plan. With regard to the Amazon effect, here was my thought process. In the event that my sales started to decline 
due to changes in consumer behavior, the strategy was to do two things. First, start and grow a local business enough to counteract the Amazon effect. And two, rethink my online pricing and marketing and growth strategies. When I implemented these, not only did my Amazon revenue grow, but overall revenue grew to record highs because it was essentially like operating two businesses with one being online and the other being local. Lastly, I want to remind everyone to watch my free video workshop where I discuss how I started my business in 1998 and grew it to a highly successful enterprise that is still around today. You can check it out at leonardinnovation.com slash workshop. The training will feature unique entrepreneurial concepts you can implement right now to generate more money. Again, this is a free workshop that is specifically designed for entrepreneurs who don't come from wealth but have the potential to be great. If you found this information helpful, please share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in.